0: End to End is back, and we got a filled episode for you, which includes a special guest
1: and another quiz.
0: All that coming up next. The boys are back for episode 23 of End to End. It's obviously tough times in the world of sport and hockey, as we know this hockey podcast, as more cancellations have been happening. But one has just happened very, very recently. And what is that,
2: Joe? Uh, The IIHF canceled their annual uh, World Cup their world championship in may so that was official this morning so now we will not be seeing international hockey at all for the foreseeable future but this was kind of expected yeah so i'm not really that surprised but it is official now
0: yeah where was the tournament being held
2: i I couldn't tell you i have no clue
0: i know it was czech republic or slovakia last year Maybe Sweden. Bye. I
2: don't know. May it doesn't matter. Like another
0: event canceled, and yeah, Joey said it. Like it's obviously gonna happen because like this virus is taking over the whole world, and it's uh, it's not good. And uh, you know, I'm kind of like saddened for this one because this is the main like thing, main uh, tournament I really follow for the breakdown sports on Twitter and through uh, articles. So kind of bummed about this one, but uh, yeah, just your thoughts on uh, how much of this coronavirus is taking over the world, and especially hockey now.
1: So. Uh- the World Championship was supposed to take place in Switzerland, by the way. Um, but I don't even think if NHL player, I mean, if this tournament were to run, I don't even think like the NHL is going to be running around around the same time this tournament would be happening, and I'm assuming all teams will be playing. So I don't even think NHL players would go play in the World Championship, which would kind of suck for the tournament anyways. But I was kind of expecting this tournament to get canceled. Um, But it really sucks that there's no sports going on right now because there's a lot of writers and analysts and hockey insiders. Well, insiders in every sport um, and just people in the media in general that have nothing to cover right now, which really sucks for them. Um, And it's tough times in in everything. The economy, uh, like stock markets are crashing like crazy. Health-wise, people are not doing great. We have to free and stay inside all the time right now can't even leave the house, which really sucks. I mean, you could, but yeah, it's recommended that we stay at home
0: yeah,
2: and
1: isolate probably. ourselves. Yeah, so. But yeah, it's it's tough. Boring well, guess, for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I guess on that note, I mean, you mentioned kind of the writers. So uh, yesterday I had the chance to interview a person from the Hockey News uh, named Stephen Ellis. So he's a writer for them. He also does podcasts and radio for them and I caught up with him last yesterday afternoon just about the coronavirus impacting the sporting world and, and the hockey world as well, and about his personal life and about his favorite teams and favorite players growing up. So, this interview will be played right now. With me today, I have Stephen Ellis of The Hockey News. He's a digital content producer, and in his free time, he listens to music that we wouldn't like. So Stephen, what is that music, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, my- uh, outside of Green
1: Day my my band, I'd say Slipknot, a
3: Ramagod, m- most of
1: the heavy stuff, essentially. Okay. Well, I, I like
0: that stuff. I mean, not only you would. Okay,
3: then perfect. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good
0: statement. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not that no one listens to it. I think it's just a unique way of uh, music, and I think me and you really <laughs> like that stuff, so... Um, You know, I really like that bio on the Hockey News, that's where I got it from, so sorry for that, but um, the first question I have here is, obviously the NHL is not uh, playing right now and obviously there's no games, so I just want to get your thoughts on the whole coronavirus situation and how it's impacting the NHL and even sports in general. Yeah, obviously you don't want to have a whole season impacted the way it has, especially with there's a the other major
3: storyline this season in the NHL, the coaches and all the situations that went on there. Uh, it, it's been kind of like the NHL needed some good news, and this was obviously not the news they needed to have to shut the season down. and obviously trickled that all the way down to low levels of hockey. Um, it, it's been a big of a, a stoppage that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that, unlike a financial thing where, look well, you saw the last two walkouts, yeah. this is something kind of outside of the NHL's control, and that was something that, again, it's... It, it's a shame because the league was starting to go get get momentum again. It was starting to look really good after all the coaching controversies in the early years that to happen. Obviously huge and it's not something that is taking lightly again. Like this is talking they're talking like millions of dollars for every NHL team. Yeah. Uh, especially if they don't end up going back again this year There's a lot of gate revenue that's not getting recouped and then obviously like they're paying for the employees, the the players and stuff. So that's the money the teams are not making. So yeah. obviously sometimes the like the league or the teams would want, but it's just a necessity and obviously it's affected all sports and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a shame because it's like people use sports as a way of kind of right. getting through life and finding enjoyment and there's just
0: nothing else to watch right now. How much of an impact in like just coming home from a long day of work and just turning on the TV and usually watching a hockey game, a sports center, TSN and now that you can't do that, how has that impacted your life in the last few weeks? Well like
3: it, it's my livelihood. Like, look yeah. it, I kind of need hockey to continue uh, working essentially. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm working right now, we're still, still finding things to do, but it's weird, it's like, I got all this free time at a point in the season where it starts to wear, or like, draw on, or watch so many games for time, you want, kind of want to break, but I think after, like, a night or two of this, like, where there's no chance of watching hockey, it, it's weird, it's like, there, there was, it was supposed to be an exciting time, like, i follow prospects a lot, and go yeah. to the like, Olympic Cup each year, one of my favorite things. and couldn't even do that this year, so it's like, things that, that, bring our joy outside of just the NHL, not even being able to do that, that's, that's painful, because at least when the, when the lockout happened the last couple of times, there was other hockey to watch. Yeah. In this case, there just isn't, other than the Belarus League, so it's, <laughs> it's weird. And it's like, it's, 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 even if I didn't want to watch hockey one night, I couldn't if I wanted to, and that's kind of just the
0: that thing. Yeah, that's that's the same here for me. I mean, I don't work in a hockey industry right now, but just like coming home from school, even just like basketball, like just flipping the channels and watching those games is really entertaining. And now obviously you can't do that, but hockey's the big one for me and you you and me. So yeah, that's a tough one. Um, kind of going to a lighter side of things, how did you get to where you are today and how you're doing this at the Hockey News? Because it's incredible to follow you on Twitter. I love all the updates, even last year about the World Championships over in, I think it was... Czech Republic or Slovakia yeah. and no, I, yeah. yeah and I really loved all those updates all the scoring updates all the gifts I really loved it yeah
3: well I'm uh, 23 and I graduated at Ryerson University in Toronto two years ago but before that I I started my own uh, hockey website called the hockey house mm-hmm. when I was in high school with a couple friends and it ended up doing quite well we ended up getting a TV show out of it and then we ended up being uh we created segments each week for the uh, Leafs on uh, Leafs TV um mm-hmm. uh, and I just kept writing, I kept doing TV stuff, and I also had a love for doing radio, and we should try to get involved in any way possible. And then went to Ryerson, wrote for a couple of small websites, and then uh, eventually I got a chance to do an internship in 2017 with the Hockey News, and uh, it was kind of like the place I wanted to work for when I was growing up. It worked out perfectly, and then a couple of years later I uh, moved out to Calgary yeah. to work for Canadian Press. Uh, they got rid of a lot of jobs there, and I moved back. and. Uh, Fortunately,
0: it was a job a few months later to work for the Hockey News. uh, It's been kind of the dream ever since. Yeah, for sure. And you're doing very well for yourself, uh, writing articles and doing the Twitter thing. But you said something in there about the radio and how you had your own podcast kind of thing there. So I just wanted to ask you something. I know the Hockey News has the podcast. Was that ever something that, like, really interested you instead of just plain out writing? Was that ever something just you wanted to do radio or podcast full time? Because I'm in the radio (laughs) program at Humber right now. And I really love radio and I really love podcasting obviously I have my own podcast but was that ever something that you just wanted to do like just podcasting radio or was writing always your dream it was kind of a mix of everything
3: that was the thing when I I, I early on I made it clear to myself like I it's, if I want to do something in sports and the way sports media was changing and media in general, I needed to be able to do a lot of different things. And um, I had my very first hockey podcast. In, I want to say I was great. It was in grade eight. So I was like thirteen years old, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, through there, I started producing a couple things, and I started another podcast later on. And being able to do TV was great. And I was. I kind of got both sides of all of that. I, I knew how to produce the shows, and I also knew how to go on camera yeah. and and do the talking part of it. So uh, it's that's been something that's really cool. And like I grew up listening to Leaf games on the radio, so I like I always had that interest for that side of things. But part of my one of the biggest part of my job with the Hockey News actually is the podcast side of things, and I produced the Mike Keenan podcast, the yeah. Rick By podcast. We're going to have a few more are launching shortly, and that's been an absolute blast because it's like. Uh, it almost feels like my personal project to go out there and make these what they are and help out with them and get people's voices out, and it's a lot of fun because it's, it's content that people can consume where they don't have to focus on reading it, right. and do, you can listen to them on a walk or mm-hmm. on a drive, so it's stuff that that's a form of media that I think has its benefits that maybe a written or even a video thing can't because you can listen to it anywhere, and that type of thing is really cool to me. So yeah, it's kind of uh, I just wanted to make sure I could do everything. and that's that was my goal from uh, the start, and that's uh, part of what I do with the job, my job. I do everything, social media, audio, video, and writing.
0: So obviously, you're very passionate with the sport hockey, obviously, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, but what's one favorite memory as you uh, for you as a writer and of the hockey news or as a fan of the game? Like which memory do you have that really sticks out to you every time? you go and put a pen to paper, or go put your uh, hands to your keyboard, what's the one memory that you always come back to and think about as a writer?
3: Well actually I have to say it was pretty recent, um, earlier this year going to the NHL All-Star Game, and I never really paid attention to the All-Star Game as a fan, I always felt like oh it's too gimmicky, it's not a lot of fun, but being part of the festivities in St. Louis is really cool, and then getting a chance to meet my favorite band, being Green Day, Yeah. and then seeing them perform twice there was the absolute coolest thing. And it's like being able being in a job like this in a position like this and going out there and being able to do that really was just so cool. And I was so thankful for it. And um, it, It's a shame that we're not able to do the draft and a bunch of those other things this year, but yeah. that was definitely a highlight for sure. That was really cool. And uh, getting to spend a few hours with Alex Ovechkin uh, in a, in an interview we did at a restaurant earlier this year was pretty cool too. But going to that all-star game, seeing my favorite band, and just seeing the writers I grew up following and and the players that you watch on TV all the time, that was really cool. But I, I got to say it was more of a non-hockey thing that really got it for me, which was seeing Green Day. And I've, I've seen them perform live four mm-hmm. or five times, but to see that, to, to say hi, to give them high fives, like, that was pretty cool. So
0: that weekend was a dream of yours, I assume
3: yeah it was, it was pretty cool I was a little bummed because it's uh, unfortunately that event uh, overlaps with like one of my favorite races in the world the 24 Hours of Daytona yeah and so like I was trying to follow that kind of <laughs> off camera but like knowing like it's like but we're doing hockey it's all hockey but like this race means a lot to me I love it uh in the end, I got to see the race, and I got to watch hockey, and I got to see Green Day. So I'm
0: not complaining. Yeah, you can't complain about that. But um, so you mentioned the Leafs a lot, and you mentioned the Leafs TV a lot. So I do assume you are a Leafs fan or a Leafs fan growing up. If you can uh, uh, like say that,
3: I am not. I did not grow up a Leafs fan. I grew up a I grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan.
0: You were a Montreal Canadiens fan.
3: Yeah, uh, I grew up a Canadiens fan in Toronto. But I also, if people ask me like my favorite teams, I'll always say the Oakville Blades junior A team or the H.C. Uh, Davos team that played in Switzerland. Those are teams that I I absolutely were passionate about, loved. and uh, But yeah, no, the Canadians, that was my NHL team. and uh, It was always weird when I was doing Leaf Leafs stuff going on the, yeah. on the broadcast. It's like, well, the Leafs are playing the Habs today. <laughs> Here are all the positives about the Leafs. And there's no positives with the Habs, but then yeah. the Habs are going to win. And it's like, It felt weird, but it was funny because the the last Habs and Leafs pregame show I was a part of with Leafs TV was the last time the Leafs beat the Habs for like two seasons. Hmm. So it was just like it was a, and then it didn't happen again until I got a job in media that the Leafs beat the Habs in a regular season game. So it's just like interesting, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I grew up a Habs fan, my dad grew up a Leafs fan, and.
0: That's a nice ri- little rivalry in the household, don't you think? I mean, how many times were you guys screaming at each other, just watching the TV and watching the two teams playing? It, it's funny because it's like for just three years, like
3: the Leafs just couldn't get any momentum against the Canadiens, so yeah. it was always easy to point to laugh and. Montreal went and had a couple of good playoff runs, and the Leafs just didn't make the playoffs at all for a long time, so that was kind of cool, but uh, overall, like, I, I, I go to Leafs games now a lot, because like, I'm covering the games, and uh, it, it's fun to be involved in that that life and being able to go to those games, because, it's, again, even though I, I grew up a Habs fan, it's hard to not care how the Leafs were doing, yeah. and...
0: So, that's how that worked out. Okay, so your favorite team is the Habs then. So, who was your favorite player growing up and who did you idolize when watching the Habs play? See,
3: I have a tendency to absolutely love obscure players. And I'd say the two players, because I kind of equally love them, Actually, I think yeah, like, the problem is it was too close between three players. Jose mm-hmm. like Theodore, I loved him. I thought he was he was the first player I ever knew in hockey, and I thought he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Cristobal Huey when he took over. I thought Huey was just this guy that was against the odds, that went out and had a great career. Yeah. And then Rito Von Arx, who played like 19 games for the Blackhawks, and that was his entire NHL career. But he, Like when I mentioned that, U.T. Davos, yeah. he's a superstar legend in Davos lore, so to I, I I got a jersey of his from the Spengler Cup and uh, that's a pretty cool one that I have and but I'd say those are like my three favorite ones. I also love Tim Thomas. I thought he was just an absolutely fun goalie to watch. I love Guillaume Laton Dress for no good reason actually. I couldn't give you a reason. I just thought he was cool. Uh, I also really like Brian Miller. I thought that was a guy who had not only cool goalie equipment, but he would just he was an acrobatic guy that that was just putting out fantastic numbers for a Buffalo team that, for a couple of years near the end, just wasn't helping them out. So, uh, my my favorite players kind of just go all over the place. It's not like oh, my favorite player was uh, T K. Subban. My favorite player was Austin Matthews. It was like my yeah. favorite guys are totally obscure.
0: No, I, I like that. I like that obscure uh, kind of looking at the players, and it tells it tells me that you not only just exemplify the game as looking at the good players, you know. I think you're that type of guy, and I like that. I really like that analysis there. So, you know, the Habs, <laughs> they had two big losing streaks this year, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on the season and how it's been going. And the draft was going to be in Montreal, where Alexis Lafreniere was set to go first overall. What do you, what did you think if the Habs got up there with the first overall pick in Montreal? What would what would go through your mind,
3: Stephen? That would have been. I, I, Absolutely incredible for a franchise, and needs something of positive to look forward to. But um, I was on the board that the team was not going to make the playoffs, and, and and I think anyone who thought otherwise was kidding themselves because this was a team that had so many flaws. And even then, like I, I was expecting a bit more out of the backup goaltending situation. I was expecting Keith Kincaid to maybe go out and get 9-10-11 wins this year, and kind of finally be the backup goalie Montreal needed. And he he never had that opportunity. He just struggled right off the bat, and. Um, it would have been really cool for them to go out and get uh, Alexis Lafreniere. But again, like this draft is so strong that yeah. if you don't get him, you're still going to have a shot at uh, a guy who's going to change the franchise or at least add some extra scoring depth. Because obviously, you talking to Topanyemi has not kind of developed into the player that has wanted, but he's still young and there's still a chance that that yeah. could change. Um, but, Montreal's draft history in the last... 10 years has not been pretty, and that used to be Montreal's strength um, in early Trevor Timmons days. So they kind of really struggled in that in the last couple of years, and we're seeing on the roster. There's, you know, what all respect to Philip Deneau, but he should not be a number one centerman in the NHL, yeah. and that's what he is on Montreal. Um, that just shows that the team still has a long way to go. The defense situation still a problem, but they also got to do this soon, because Care Price isn't getting younger, So it's a, it's going to be a a nervous
0: years, so I think, for the Canadians. Yeah, so one of my buddies on the podcast actually has fan, so he's probably grinning right now when I uh, when I play this to him. But there's been a lot of things wrong with Montreal, and you know, I am a Leafs fan, but like I'm not one of those Leafs fans who absolutely hate Montreal and be like, oh, like I hate them, they suck, and whatever. No, I actually respect the Montreal Canadians because you know they've had a great history, probably a better history than the Leafs have, um, more cups than the Leafs have, and you know, just the guys on the team, the legends that were there, the like, people that wore the jerseys, just were incredible and just from like a standpoint as a Leafs fan like if the Montreal Canadiens signed uh, ended up signing Matt Duchesne in the offseason and ended up getting Sebastian Aho with the RFA signing um, would that get you any more hype for the next i don't know couple years of Montreal's game or do you think that wouldn't be a good fit for Montreal getting Duchesne or Aho in the offseason?
3: This draft, being as good as it is, in 2021 having some solid depth as well, they have assets that they can move to acquire someone. I don't think Matthew Shane's is going to move the needle for any team he's on, because if you look at his career track record, he's a good second-liner. Yeah, He's not a first-liner. No. And you go going and get Sebastian Aho, that's your number one centerman, and that changes a lot. But it does also change the fact that they're still... A lack of depth on the wings. Their defense is still an issue. And the Canadians can't seem to believe in any goalie that backs up Karen at this point. So it would have helped, but I still wouldn't think it was a playoff team. And like, look at Carolina. They have a hope, and they're still kind of borderline playoff team at this point yeah. with as much talent as they have. So I don't think either of those players are going to, they would have really changed the team. They would have helped, but there's still a lot of glaring
0: issues that that roster needs to address. And I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, that's very true, and with Cole Caulfield coming up maybe in two years, Alexis Romanoff coming up from uh, Europe in a few years, that Hab team is going to be dangerous and very deadly, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Not as Leafs fan, but I'm kind of looking forward just to see the youth in the NHL and the young players in Montreal, so that'd be incredible to watch. But uh, no, that's all the questions I have for you today. Uh, Thank you very much for doing this. This will be going on my podcast tomorrow, so it'll be posted on Twitter, and uh, yeah, we thank you here from the Breakdown Sports and also... For my project for school so thank you very much for doing this steven absolutely thank you very much all right a solid interview with steven ellis of the hockey news there uh, you know those people where you talk to them and feel like you know when you're talking to them you just learn so much and you feel yourself getting smarter every second i'm if you just listen to it right now Stephen ellis is that guy uh so that was steven so thanks a lot to him for taking this time out of his day i'm sure he was doing nothing but anyways uh thanks for doing this for the n10 pop talk podcast and the breakdown sports so yeah, very good. He talks very well, just like Matthew. Uh, we had a guest twice as well. Um, this yeah. Stephen, Ellis guy really talks well for himself, and you know he's one of the only members of the Hockey News, sadly, because a lot of firings have been happening in that uh, in that company. So uh, thank you for Stephen for doing this, and uh, maybe we'll have him on in the future. We do know.
1: He's been my favorite guest so far, even though I wasn't a part of that interview as at all, and I know we haven't had many guests, uh, but hopefully that'll change in the future. I know. Uh, we've been trying to set up some further interviews for the weeks to come and months to come. So,
2: mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, thanks,
1: Steven, for that. I really appreciate that. We all really appreciate that. So thank you.
2: All right. So mm-hmm. now is time for another quiz on end to end. And this time I'm going to be uh, the moderator. I'm going to be the <laughs> uh, Joseph Trebek today. And I will be asking the two Leaf fans of this podcast Leafs trivia questions. So right now in front of me, they cannot see the questions in our notes, in our Google Doc, but I have 25 Leaf trivia questions in front of me right now. And I think it's going to be first to whoever gets 10 questions first will win the trivia for this week. All right, so who wants to go first?
1: I'll go first because I... Alphabetically I go first technically. Okay. So okay,
2: go True. On. Okay, so I'll start with <laughs> you then. <laughs> Alright. So question one. Who has the most shutouts as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs in their history?
1: Oh uh Ed Belfour. No. Really?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Johnny Bauer? <laughs>
2: Thomas, you could. So I can steal, it. steal. Yeah.
0: Okay, I feel like it's like an older guy, but I feel like it also could be like one of those ones in the '80s or not. You know, I, I'll say, I'll say Johnny Bauer. No. Okay. Can I guess another one? Sure. But I, this doesn't write. Is yeah. it like Turk Broda or Felix Potvin?
2: It is Turk Potvin. Oh, oh, I God? knew. I was, oh Dang. my God. With 61 shutouts. Oh, I knew it was Bauer. What did Bauer have? Uh, 50. Five, i think
1: what did balfour have was he up there
2: no he only really years i think he only had like 15 just something like that less than oh 20, it's not I even
1: think. it's not even a lot actually
2: yeah Damn. okay that was close Turk. i was gonna say turk broga but yeah yeah all right so question right. one no one no one gets a point point. all right but some of these are a bit hard some of them are like layups so i did not want to make it too easy uh, okay, so Thomas, question two: Who has played the most games with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Okay, so obviously all time. Um, oh god,
0: I'm I'm choosing between either Dean, Keon was it
2: Tim Horton? No, it was not.
1: Wrong. Oh shit, that's what I would have said too. All right. Uh, who else was there? There was like
2: Salming.
1: Yeah. Uh. George Armstrong maybe
2: Is that your final answer?
1: Or Salming? I want to say Salming. No, no, it can't be. I don't think it is. Oh shit. Keon, it could be Keon too. I'm gonna go with George Armstrong because he's I don't think it's him, but I think it is Go, I'm gonna say George Armstrong
2: and you are correct. It is George Armstrong. (laughs) 1-0, really. So it's one nothing, Andrew, for this one, and he played just over a 1, games with the Leafs in his career. Wait, so oh, I wow. said uh, Tim Horn How many games was he at? I think he was at about eight hundred. Eight hundred? That's something it. Like that. Yeah, because he played. Didn't he play for another team as yeah, well? Yeah, Buffalo and yeah, yeah. yeah I that's Lee, why. Pittsburgh and
1: stuff. Dude, I swear, I really thought he was the the leader in games played for the Leafs.
2: Yeah, this one. That's who I would have said too. before yeah. Thomas answered. True. Okay. Well, I'm down one nothing, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Flags, this is for you again. So, which Leafs GM traded Tuukka Rask to Boston for Andrew recraft?
1: Yeah. Oh, Thomas knows this. So, if I get it wrong, I I'm don't... screwed. Uh-huh. I think it was. I want to say Brian Burke. Is that
2: your no. Yeah,
1: Brian Burke. Yeah, I'm saying Brian Burke.
2: No, it is not Brian Burke. Okay. So,
0: oh man. Um. Oh, it's that Junior, isn't it? I know it's the Junior guy. What's the guy's name?
1: Junior? Who are you talking about? Ferguson
2: to? Junior? Isn't that his name? Oh.
1: Or...
2: Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final You are correct. Yes! See, I knew, I knew if junior. I got it
1: wrong. You get <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: yes, because like, I remember o- Overdrive just talking about him all the time. That's the guy who says, uh, I cannot confirm or deny.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It is. <laughs> yes, okay, I okay, got that right. All right, so now it's 1-1, one, one, and question four is going back to Thomas. So Great. who was the youngest player to captain the Toronto Maple Leafs? Okay, I'm thinking about captains now.
0: The youngest player, so obviously, obviously it's not John Farris. He's like 30 years old almost. Sandinian. You know what? Wendell Clark was drafted in 1985. I'm sure he was captain very soon into his career. I'm going to say Wendell Clark.
2: That is incorrect. Hmm. All right, plagues.
1: I need to think of Leafs captains.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Sundin maybe? No, no, actually, no, no. I'm I'm taking that back. Uh... Was Keon ever a captain for the Leafs? He was, I think. I think I'm going to say Keon.
2: That is incorrect as well. Hmm. It was Rick Vive. Damn it. He was oh, 21 wow. years old, I believe. Wow. In 1981, 82, he was named captain. How many
1: years was he captain? Do you know?
2: Uh, f- no. I think it was like five or six, maybe. Hmm. Something like that. But yes, he was the youngest captain. I believe it was the Sixth second six. or third year in the league. He was named captain. Wow, okay. Damn it. I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so it's still 1-1. One, one. We're going to question five. And this is going to flags. Yeah. So how many goals did the franchise leader... Matt Sundin score with the Maple Leafs.
1: Okay, see, I knew, I knew it was Sundin that led the franchise in goals. Uh, how many?
2: Just with over
1: four hundred, north of four hundred for sure. I'm gonna say four sixteen.
2: Very close. Wait, are we gonna do, are we gonna do you do know this? the exact number? Are
0: we going to do this closest to the thing? We can do like...
2: closest, yeah, I'll give it to whoever's closest. Okay, so I know
0: okay. he scored 500 goals with the Leafs, and that game was just posted on YouTube. For he the didn't Sunday.
1: score 500 with the Leafs?
0: No, 500 goals, his 500th goal. So he played with Quebec. For oh, Quebec. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, I know he played with Vancouver, too, so he, he didn't score 500 for the Le- with the Leafs. So I'm going to say, like, 423, 22
2: which one oh, is it? There's a difference. 423, I'll say. All right, so I'm gonna give it to you because the answer is 420. Oh, so you're <laughs> I mean, off by three. Is it, can we
1: do? Can we do this like twenty like um, blackjack where if you go over then it's a bust? <laughs>
2: sure, yeah, okay. nah, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so we are both to really Tom, close. Shit. Yeah, you both were guys are really close. I was surprised with that one. So how many goals? 420 score? 420. Yeah. Oh, you blaze it, blaze it. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'll remember that for the rest of my life now.
2: (laughs) Alright, so now Thomas is up 2-1 and question 6 is going back to him. So, which... This is a little bit of a hard one, but I threw it in there because it has some fan service to it. So, which Leaf scored his first NHL goal in his first NHL game in the last game of the 2002-2003 season?
1: I know this one.
0: I don't know. Um... His last goal, his first NHL came in the last game with the Leafs.
2: No, it's like the last game, so like game 82 of that 0203 yeah. season. And that was his NHL debut and he scored it there.
0: NHL debut. Dude, I'm gonna say like, like Kyle Wellwood, but I know that's not right, but
1: It is
2: not correct. That's Flager, not right. do you know what it is?
1: Of course I do. My favorite player of all time, Matt Stajan.
2: Yes it is
1: you put that in this quiz just for me didn't you Uh,
2: yeah i needed i wanted i saw that i saw that uh when i was searching and i'm like if he doesn't get it he is not a true fan (laughs) thomas i'm
1: surprised you didn't get that because i know overdrive i know you love overdrive um for our listeners that's a, a tsn radio show uh tsn 1050 um but thomas i know you love that show and i know that they recently like maybe a few months ago they did a leafs trivia and that was one of the questions no, I can't I didn't remember sorry damn. Oh, I thought you were gonna get that for sure. Anyways, what's the score service. now?
2: It's now 2-2 two, two, and you're getting question 7. So oh. we obviously know Matt Sundin is a captain for the Leafs But what year was he officially named captain of the Maple Leafs?
1: 2000 oh, Frig when did he get traded to the Leafs? I don't even remember.
2: He got traded I think in 94-95
1: I don't think he got the captain, though, until, like, 2001, maybe. I'm going to say 2001.
2: That is incorrect.
1: I'll we'll say, like, 1997,
0: 98, around there. Marty, which one is it? 1997, 98 season.
2: You are correct. Yes! <laughs> nice. He was he was named captain in 97, 98 season, so. Thank God. Okay. Yep. Well, McDavid was, like... Not even born yet. All right, so it is. That not was before 32. my time.
1: Art, both of our times. All yeah, of our it times. was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, all of us yeah. actually.
2: Yeah. All right, so it's now three-two Thomas, and he's getting question eight now. So who led the Leafs in point scoring during the 2017-18 season? So two seasons ago.
0: I think it would be uh, Mitch Marner, no?
2: It is Mitch Marner, yeah, 69 I points. That was a bit of
0: a layup there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, so I got some easy that's ones That's fine. Here. Yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah, dead. that's good. Yeah, it's, it's now 4-2 Thomas, and we're going to go to question 9 for flags. Uh, who is the Leafs' first round selection in the 2009 NHL draft?
1: 2009? Oh, shit. Of course you do. That's, oh, yeah. That puts a lot of pressure on me. Well, the picture frame's right beside me, so. <laughs> uh... I'm trying to think of what picture you would have, Thomas. <sighs> <laughs> I really don't know this one. I don't think. Um, Kadri, maybe.
2: It Was your first Kadri. round pick? Yeah. It, it is. It okay, is sweet. Kadri.
0: Yeah, I would have taken that
2: one if you had. So it is now four three, and Thomas is getting question ten. This is another layup one. Which least player holds the NHL record for most points in one game? Oh, Darryl Sittler, right? Yes. That's got be... <laughs>
1: 10. Point. Oh, no one for sure. 10. Yeah. No All one's right. been, no
0: one's ever been. That. And McDavid would be the closest player, but no. No one's has been.
2: That. No. And then, so the reason I did that is question 10, and the answer was 10. See? Oh. I am coordinating it very nicely. Okay. Okay, give
1: nice. him two. Give him two. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. Okay, so it's now 5-3. Be... Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's 5-3 now. and This one's going back to flags. So who holds the record for most points in a season?
1: most points in a season by a Toronto Maple Leaf? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know this for sure. Doug Gilmore probably.
2: That's yes, what I'm gonna say. Doug Gilmore. Sweet. All right. So I knew
1: nice it now. was either, for me I was gonna say Gilmore or Sundin, and I don't was think like it was a,
0: Sundin. Yeah, he was like a few points behind Gretzky that year, I believe.
2: Yeah, he had 127. Yeah, Gretzky, wow. something. Yeah, he went off. All right, it's now 5-4. Question twelve, going to Thomas. So, which team did the Leafs lose to in the two thousand two Eastern Conference Finals?
0: Oh man, okay. It's either like the fly, the this the so the Flyers or Hurricanes or like the. I'm gonna say the
2: Flyers. That is no. incorrect.
1: I think it's the Senators. Final answer. Ottawa Senators. Yeah. That's right,
2: right. That is also incorrect.
1: Oh shit.
2: It was the Carolina Hurricanes. I said that, man.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) I just remember JR scoring that overtime winner, and they won the series. That's why
2: I remember. Yeah, that that. was in 04. Oh, that was a year after. Yeah, yeah. So this was to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they lost to Carolina.
1: I knew that. How many cups do the Senators have? Do they they even have a cup?
2: Yeah, from like 1927.
1: Just
2: one, though, right? Yes. (laughs) Dang. All right, Um, so this goes to... Flager. Flager now. <laughs> so which Maple Leaf player famously wore number mm-hmm. 92 from 2005
1: to 2007? Jeff
2: O'Neill? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I actually had try. to think about that, man. <laughs> that I actually try. had to
1: think about that for a sec. Yep, so, so
2: it's now 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to question 14 to Thomas. So which team in all of its history, has beaten the Leafs the most times in the regular season.
1: Oh, shit. That's oh, a tough one. Damn. Boston Bruins, that's what I would
2: say.
0: Yeah, it's either like the Bruins, and just because like conference issues, is probably not Detroit, but I'll say the Bruins, yeah. Why not? That
2: is incorrect. Yeah, it is
1: Okay, quite- then I'm going to say probably the Montreal Canadiens.
2: That is correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was one of the, the original six teams. That yeah, had to been.
2: exactly. So that's why it's not like if you think about it, it's not that hard to kind of single out some teams, but it's now six, five for flags here. Question 15 is going to him now. So um, which free agent in 2013 signed a monster seven year deal with the Leafs? What year? 2013 off season. Monster is a good, it could be used as big and terrible.
1: Was that. Uh, I want to say. Uh, I okay. don't know. I'll give you 10 seconds. I think. What year did Fanof leave?
2: 2016.
1: Okay, it was Fanof.
2: That is incorrect. David Clarkson. That is correct. Oh, shit. Nice. I <laughs> yep. Bosey Bo- signed that year, too. Seven man. years over 36 million
0: dollars. Yeah, they made a lot of moves that offseason. They got rid of Kuliman. they freaking bought out
1: was It's because they not the playoffs. Was that Komarov before, too? Man. Was that one Komarov game? No, he came the year before. Oh, yeah, thank
0: David Clarkson.
2: So it's now so. 6 6. Uh, question 16 is going to Thomas. So who has the most points by a defenseman in Leaf's history?
0: It's either like. It's either Cabriolet or Salming, but I know like Salming played over like 1000 games, I believe. Almost 1100 actually, I believe he almost played. I think he was just one shy actually, so I'm going to say Salming.
2: That is correct.
1: Yeah. yeah nice. Swedish. I would have said him too.
2: It is now 7-6 for Thomas. Question 17 going to flags. So, how This is another closest to the pin question. So, how many <laughs> career goals does Matthews have so far in his career?
1: Oh, Matthews Thomas yes. probably knows a spot-on no I don't
2: it's kind of a weird number that's why closest to the pin
1: damn this is tough he's been in the league for since 2016 was his draft yeah I'm gonna say like two two 275 maybe
2: all right, that is. I'm just gonna make Thomas answer, and I'll give tell you what it is. Who's gonna Okay. Win.
0: So I I know he scored his hundredth last year against Vegas.
1: Okay. So yeah, no, um, I'm way over, aren't I?
0: Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're way over. Um, I'm I think definitely I'm like over. I'm gonna say like 148,
1: 147.
2: Yeah, Thomas gets it. He was 158. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I I thought about that after I answered, and it didn't even make sense.
2: All right, Thomas now up eight six, and he is getting question eighteen. So, other than Matthews, who was the Leafs' other first overall pick? Wendell Clark. Yes, that was a layup. Yeah. <laughs> now nine six. All right, Thomas question. was
1: getting all the easy ones. I feel like.
2: Yeah, I am. Yeah. I it's good. because like <laughs> you have to count for like stealing and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Sure. Sure. Sure.
2: Yeah. All right. So this is quite. This is kind of a layup too. So, when was the Leafs' current arena built? What year?
1: Like, the Air Canada Center? Well, Skokie, Yeah, like, the,
2: yeah, like the... What I, like year that was it building. built? Yeah.
1: God. Okay, the gardens. Leafs put in the gardens. I think it was built in 2001.
2: Is that your final answer? We can do closest yes. to the pin for this as well.
1: Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. I think 2001. Okay. Or 2000. 2000.
2: Okay, 2000. Okay, Thomas?
0: I just remember all the videos they played at the beginning of the No, the no, games. no,
1: no. Wait, can I take my answer back? It was before 2000 for sure. Yeah. Not, I think. I'm going to okay. say 98.
2: Okay. I'm going to say 97. Alright, Flager is closer. It was 99, actually.
1: 99, okay. I yes. knew it was before 2000. Yeah. Okay, sweet.
2: Alright, so it's now 97. And this is going to Thomas. And he could technically win this, but okay. we're going to finish all the questions regardless because okay, some yeah. of them are good too. Alright, so this is question 20. So, which former Leafs owner spent a year in prison for fraud? <laughs> oh, man. It, it's like an
0: older guy. I know. Uh Owner. Yeah, I, I'm blanking on this one. I can't. It's probably like an older guy. I don't even know. So, I don't know. I know this is not right. No, no, I'm not even gonna say it. No, I'm blanking on this one.
2: All right, flags. Do you know this one?
1: I think I. I don't know his name. I think it was like I have no clue. Larry, Larry or something. Larry something. Harry something. That I don't know. I like. I'm not even gonna answer it because I don't know.
2: All right, so we're gonna keep moving on. The answer was Harold Ballard. Oh, that guy.
1: Harold Ballard. Yes. Oh shit, we should have run right. that, Thomas.
2: Yeah, so it's still 9 7. So this is gonna go to flags. Question 21. This is also a layup. If you know this, how many Stanley Cups have the Leafs won in their history?
1: G- you know what? I oh my god, 13. I think
2: that is correct.
1: Oh, okay, thank god.
2: Dude, if I got that like-
1: wrong. Do you remember those
0: books that we used to get at the Library of Thon or whatever those things are called? Those Yeah, like, yeah, Those um uh, oh I forgot.
1: The what book sales. They had book sales in the library. Yeah, Is that what you're talking every, about?
0: Every yeah, and every time I would look at the book, it would always say eleven Stanley Cups, but then on like Twitter or like Google it says thirteen, so I didn't know what to believe. So I Wait, said, so
1: the book was wrong?
0: Yeah, the book always said eleven. I don't know why it said eleven.
1: Maybe it was a really old book. No, yeah. it
0: was from like two thousand seven. <laughs> So I don't know what they're talking about but yeah uh, they're,
2: they're, they're right wrong now. there all right so it's now 9-8 and Thomas could win this one right here so which former player holds the franchise record in penalty minutes
0: because between like three or four players either Ty Domi, Tiger Williams, Darcy Tucker someone old I'm gonna say Ty Domi and that is Nice. All right, so I forgot has, about
2: Tiger Williams. Yeah, so did I when I was making this.
0: That guy was doing the
2: freaking the famous Sully where he goes to center ice on his stick a oh, lot. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Thomas awesome. wins. Leaf's trivia, ten to eight, but we're gonna I have three questions left. I'm just yeah, gonna finish them off here. So uh Flager, this one's for you. So which Russian born player did the Leafs sign in the two thousand one offseason?
1: Nick Andropov.
2: Incorrect. He what
1: was Ka- he was Kazakhstanian or whatever. Oh shit!
0: Was it McGillney? It oh yeah, McGilney. it
1: was. It was. Yeah, McGillney. I okay. should have thought about that.
2: Question twenty-four to Thomas: Which leaf famously hammered a one-timer into his own net? Brian McCabe. Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, the funny thing is, like, I've never, I, I never watched this as a kid. Like, I've never.
2: I don't even remember those times, so I'm just like... Yeah, same.
1: Okay.
2: All right, Flagger. last question here. Which season was Phil Kessel's best in Toronto? So which season oh, did he have the most points? From He played from 2009 to 2015. I
1: 2014, I think. 2013. 2013-14 season. Yeah. season.
2: Incorrect.
1: 2014-2015 season. Incorrect. 2011-2012.
2: Correct. Well, how many there freaking guesses do you need?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't even matter. You already won, Thomas.
0: Yeah, he had 37 goals and something assists. So.
2: Yeah, like both the 13-14 season, he literally had two less points than the 11-12 season. So you were close with your first guess. Yeah, yeah, all right, so those are all the questions. That is Leafs trivia.
0: Presented by uh, Joseph Trebek there. Yeah, Joe Trebek. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna need to think of a new idea for next week if we're gonna do another quiz, or maybe we're gonna have that special guest that Flagger has teed up in his uh, sight line. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, awesome. we're
1: in talks. We're in talks. <laughs> we're in negotiation right
0: now. But yeah, I like the quiz factor because like just like puts you on the spot, kind of.
1: They're yeah. fun, yeah. yeah They're yeah, actually fun. fun.
0: Maybe we could do it next week, but we don't know. Yeah, that was good. I like Leafs trivia, obviously. I'm a Leafs fan, Flagger's Leafs fan. Joe's a Habs fan, so kind of makes sense that Joe was Joseph back here. So thanks, uh Joseph, for doing that.
2: No problem, man. It was fun moderating. Okay, so now
0: I'm going to, like, the stats and stuff, and I'm just looking at, like obviously stats and like this guy played 218 games Gary Nyland and he was a minus 102 which leads the Maple Leafs in plus minus
1: Jesus Christ yeah
0: that
2: was I was gonna ask that but I'm like no one knows who the hell it is exactly. yeah I've never even heard of that name in my life <laughs> Phil Kessel and Bozier are in the top 10 that's nice to see
0: beautiful okay that's That wraps up episode 23. Any last words? I mean, there's really nothing to comment on, but just wash your damn hands. That's true.
1: Wash your hands. I'm going to have an article come out this week probably. I'm not finished it yet, but I will be probably by the end of the weekend. It's going to be about uh, the best sport card investments that you could get right now. Uh, Actually, it's all rookie cards, so it's like a rookie card investment article. Um, I'll give you a spoiler right now. There's only one NHL player on there, and it's Thomas Chabot's Young Guns card. I think Chabot's going to be a very good player.
2: Hmm. I was going to guess, like, Wayne Gretzky.
1: No, no, no. Like, most of the cards that I was talking about are current players.
2: Current players, okay.
1: Yeah. That's it from you?
0: Uh, That's it from me, I think anything from you Joe besides washing your hands which you should be doing any every day anyways no that's it <laughs> okay well for me I mean we got we got a lot of time as you all know school's over basically we're just at home sitting here no sports are on so basically I'm done with life so I'm just gonna write articles I'm just gonna write articles for the breakdown sports on the hockey season maybe like at the beginning I said like redrafts uh, we can combine on the article whatever we want I'll just think of some ideas and Nothing's a bad idea anymore because nothing's going on. So that pretty much uh, wraps up for me.
1: I have an idea for you, actually. Yeah? What's going to happen with the draft lottery?
0: I have no clue. I was talking about with Stephen Ellis in the in the interview, and he says he has no idea what's going to happen.
1: Because, so there's been talk about the NHL changing their playoff format.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Um, and if they do that, I don't know if they would base the draft lottery on the regular season or the playoffs. Because most, I'm assuming if they change the playoff format, then all of the play, all teams in the league would be playing in the playoffs, technically. So, like, I'm assuming they'd go off the regular season, but I really don't know. That could be a good article idea.
0: Yeah. Well, imagine seeing last place Detroit in the playoffs. Like, how many people would... Imagine they upset
1: someone, like... Yeah. Someone, you know, there's going to be at least players. one of those, if that does happen.
0: I don't know, it's going to be weird, but it looks like sports will be cancelled, so sucks but we gotta stay healthy and do our stuff to stay healthy and stay at home so yeah that pretty much does it for me articles will be coming out articles will be coming out from Plaguer. maybe joe in next few weeks so until then n10 will probably be back
1: next saturday
3: join us <gasps>